1: Remember that godly leaders are mature Christians, or should be, and maturing as Christians should be the goal of every one of us. And as we mature, we become more like Jesus.
2: Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. If you've been with us for a number of broadcasts, you know that Pastor Leighton has been in the book of James off and on over the past several weeks and he's going to continue today in the third chapter of the book of James. I encourage you to follow along. He's talking about leadership and he has a lot to say. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands. There on the web at Highlands.us. Here's Pastor Layton.
1: And then another description of godly leadership is gentle. A gentle person is very patient, enduring abuse, mistreatment, persecution, knowing that. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. And the, and the person who is gentle knows when it's actually wrong to apply the letter of the law. He knows how to forgive when strict justice is, a, is, is perfectly a right thing to do. But he knows how to make allowances. He knows how to temper justice with mercy. And he always remembers that there's greater things in life than just rules and regulations. And then godly leadership is described as being open to reason or reasonable, Now, that doesn't mean somebody, it doesn't describe somebody who's easily swayed, but it it describes someone who is constantly thinking and observing and watching. And when they recognize the truth, they are teachable instead of argumentative. They are looking for the truth and ready to receive it it when it comes. And then they're described as being full of mercy. And again, we hear ringing in our ears one of the Beatitudes of Jesus, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Someone who is full of mercy is not only willing to forgive others who have done them wrong, but actually want to reach out and meet their needs, even under such circumstances. For the Christian, it means that even for the person who has gotten themselves in trouble, that their trouble is the result of their own actions, that we still need to be merciful towards them. And when Christians... And church leaders are unmerciful, it's indicative that they have never truly experienced the mercy of God. Because when we experience the mercy of God, we just overflow with joy and mercy comes out of us. So if they have not experienced the mercy of God and claim a relationship with God, then that relationship with God they claim cannot be based on God's grace and mercy. It must be based on some other criteria that they've imagined in their hearts and their minds. Like, I am so valuable. God, you are so lucky I am on your team. Christians and church leaders that are merciful are merciful because they've experienced the mercy of God, which results in acts of kindness and good fruits. And then uh, godly leadership is described as being impartial. And the word there means... Without vacillation, without impartiality, without favoritism. That, that they're consistent in the way they judge situations and they judge them always the same good and godly way. And finally, godly leadership is described as being sincere. And the word literally is without hypocrisy. It, 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 there's, there's no deception, there's no hidden agendas. There's always honesty. Uh, They they never pretend to to be something they are not. And and so godly leadership is sincere. And those are the descriptions that James provides us to identify godly leadership in the church. It's applicable to the first audience 2,000 years ago. It's just as applicable to us today. Why? Because there are so many churches across the United States and across the world that are led by ungodly leaders. And it's important we know how to distinguish between a godly leader and an ungodly leader. And then he summarizes his thoughts in writing, And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Notice the word harvest and sown. What he's saying is those who sow peace. What is peace? Peace is right relationship with God and right relationship with each other. Those who sow peace are going to reap a harvest. The harvest. You might put uh, uh, 10 seeds down, and, and the harvest is bigger than the 10 seeds. And in the harvest is 100 seeds or 1,000 seeds or whatever it might be. And then you take and you replant those seeds, and now you have a bigger harvest. And you replant those seeds, and you have a bigger harvest. And there's this cycle of sowing and reaping that grows. And that's what he's talking about here. If we continue to be faithful in sowing peace, we're going to reap a harvest of peace. Now, I've had the blessing of being in this church a long time. You know that next year in October, our church is going to celebrate 60 years of God's blessing. And so over the years, uh, I've had an opportunity to see uh, various pastors come and go. And, and we've had pastors come and go. We've had some wonderful and godly pastors And along the way, we've had some not-so-good pastors, not-good-at-all pastors. And whenever we had that situation, we would stop and think about what were some of the cues, what were some of the signs that we should have seen to know that this was not a godly leader. I I think back on uh, one who was a womanizer. And this guy was a smooth talker. And he had a smile that would light up the room. And he was always preoccupied with his appearance. Every hair had to be in place. He had to have the nicest suits, and so on and so forth. And we looked back, after after we'd gotten through that experience, and, and looked at his resume, and we realized that he had never stayed in one church very long. Because when he got into church and he started doing his thing, eventually it started coming up, and he had to go find another church before it got to the surface. And then There was another one where he was a liar and a thief. He was a con man. And uh, we should have seen it. Because there were characteristics of arrogance and contentiousness. He was always abrasive and he was a rumor monger. And uh, he was unteachable. We should have seen it. And then there was another case of uh, one that was greedy. And when we looked back and reflected on that, we realized that there was a cue and we didn't, we didn't catch it. And the cue was this, that not one of his grown children wanted anything to do with God or the church. That should have been a cue. Because one of the qualifications for leadership in the church is someone who has managed their own family well. And So we, we learn as we go and sometimes we make mistakes, but I'm, I'm really so very, very thankful that God has given us incredible pastors uh, all through the years. And the pastors we have are such wonderful and godly people. One thing that I observed in all of these cases was they were liars. They were really good liars, but they were still liars. It took us a while to catch on to that. And um, remember, we're talking about the tongue. And and the tongue is the easiest thing to use in sinning. Lies come easy. In fact, there was a situation where when my daughter was a freshman in high school... Uh, she came home and told Daddy, there's a young man who's interested in me. And when when she said that, I knew it was mutual. And and then I found out that this guy was not a good good young man. And uh, I was concerned because if I said you can't see him, then she might be inspired to kind of sneak around, and then Dad really couldn't protect her. And and so I I asked God for wisdom, and I I said, well, let's meet the young man. And so we did. We met at a restaurant, and he sat down, and I said, I understand you like my daughter. Oh, yes, sir, I like your daughter. He said, well, that's good. Uh, I'm glad that you do. But I want to make something really clear, young man, and and that is that if you touch my daughter, I will castrate you. (laughs) Amen. And he looked in my eyes. And he knew this pastor was willing to do time for a just cause. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to be doing some background check on you. Is there anything you'd like to reveal up front? Now, i would already done the background check. And he said, uh, well, yeah, yes, sir. I, I you know, I, I just want you to know that I was expelled for being a, a drug dealer. And, and But that's all behind me now. And, and, and I don't do drugs anymore. And I said, well, I understand it. And, I believe in second chances, and I'm glad you don't do drugs, and I don't want any drugs around my daughter. Right. So let me explain to young man, the nature of our relationship. If you ever, ever lie to me once, we are all done. Totally done. Now, why did I do that? Because lying is the easiest sin for any of us to commit. And sure enough, he did. And sure enough, it was found out. And sure enough, I was then able to protect my daughter from this guy. It was really not good. And by the way, through that experience, my daughter learned a great deal. And she developed a discernment that is exceptional. I think that my daughter's discernment is probably close to my mother's discernment, which is exceptional. Just within a few moments, she can know what's going on inside of a person. But they were all liars. And uh, I am so thankful for how God has been so faithful to our church family over the decades in bringing us so one, such wonderful pastors. And uh, James provides us guidance on how to identify godly leadership, and that's important. Remember that godly leaders are mature Christians, or should be. And maturing as Christians should be the goal of every one of us. And as we mature, we become more like Jesus. Someone wrote, I wish to be like Jesus, so humble and so kind. His words were always tender. His voice was air divine. But no, I'm not like Jesus, as everyone can see. Oh, Savior, come and help me and make me just like Thee. This should be our prayer every day.
2: If you'd like to listen again to anything that uh, Pastor Layton has shared today, you can do that by going to our website, studyfirstbyverse.com. The broadcast you're listening to is called Study Verse by Verse. You can find out more about Church of the Highlands and the current series that Pastor Layton is presenting to the congregation on the website, Highlands.us. That's Highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, always glad to uh, know that you're out there. Share that fact with us when you get in touch. You can do that either on the ministry website, studyversebyverse.com, or at the church's website, Highlands.us Have a great rest of your day. Come back tomorrow if you can when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of James and study
0: verse by verse.